Stop by any of the 133 Los Angeles area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is Tatooine Sons a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to listen to the galaxy's greatest Star Wars podcasts, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Sabers Podcast, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyhoppers Podcast, The Nerd Room, San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast, and Less Than 12 Parsecs Podcast. Visit StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first step into a larger world. Welcome, Star Wars fans. It's episode 31 of Tatooine Sons. This week, we talk about the sad revelation by Ahmed Best, the actor who played Jar Jar Binks in the prequel trilogy. Plus, I'll share about the latest Star Wars comic, Hope Dies, and Samuel the Hutt has big news about Star Wars Resistance. Nice big the Force. It's time for Tatooine Sons. The Force is strong in my family. I am your father. <laughs> I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Welcome, Star Wars fans. This is Tatooine Sons, your weekly look into all things Star Wars. From the unique perspective of a father sharing his love for the amazing space fantasy saga with his two sons. I am BB Nate, and I'm joined first by my brother, Samuel the Hutt. Uh, true to Star Wars fans, uh, thanks for tuning in. And if you're not a Star Wars fan, then you're probably are not excited at all for what's coming in October. What's coming in October? You'll have to see. Whoa, that's called a tease. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can't have Star Wars without bizarre father figures. So on that note, here's my dad, the Bowtie Jedi. Got not just bizarre father figures, but amazing and lovely bizarre. Wait, I mean amazing and lovely and beautiful. Mother figures. Welcome, Mom. Thank you. It's weird to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to have you here. <laughs> so we were sitting around the table uh, a few days ago talking about the podcast, and we were actually talking about the main top, the the main uh, uh, subject that we're going to be going over today. And I thought it would be really awesome to have mom as part of this because mom tends to be the moral compass of our family. <laughs> that's for sure. And so when we're talking about something as controversial as this subject, that's going to be the main subject for tonight or for today's podcast. Um, we've I thought it was appropriate to have our moral compass. So welcome again. Thank you. I'll try to keep you guided straight north. Wow, she's like Yoda. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Did, did Yoda say that? No. no. Oh. Okay. It sounds like. Okay. Some... So let's address this. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Christy, mom, 
if I refer to Christy or Mom, that's we got same one of the same, the same person. Star Wars name for her. Yeah, we do have to come up with a, a Star Wars um, <laughs> Emperor Christy. Emperor <laughs> Christy. Clueless. Darth Christy. All right. <laughs> no, uh, Darth Mom. No, she um, she's not a Star Wars fan. No. like we are. She she sort of tolerates and is kind of forced to um, engage in Star Wars with us because otherwise we wouldn't have anything to talk about right. with her. Um, but uh, no, she's actually, what's your big fandom? Uh, what are you the thing that you're the, probably your biggest like geek fan thing that you're a part of? Snoopy. Absolutely. Tell us about some of the, the crazy Snoopy things that have been in our, in our past. Yes. Well, <laughs> we had a Snoopy ice sculpture at my wedding reception. Do you want to tell about what happened with the ice sculpture during the reception? Well, thankfully Snoopy didn't destroy it, but we had two ice sculptures. One was a wine holding holder. I don't know how to describe it. think it actually functioned and held wine? Yes. Yeah, it was like it kept like, I think it was in wine. I don't think we even had wine in our wedding, did we? Well, we didn't drink it, obviously. We weren't old enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was. Oh, that's (laughs) true. But um, mom and dad wanted it to have uh, something classy instead of Mm, just Snoopy. Snoopy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I, that was like the one thing I wanted. So, but the wine uh, holder Fell up again. We were in this. It started to really, melt. We were in this really fancy penthouse club, like yeah. members exclusive only mm-hmm. club. So the wine holder thing fell up against this oil, priceless oil painting, and started <laughs> melting it. And so by the end, I got a of, bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. so by the end of the reception, it had like Run. this beautiful painting was yeah. all runny, like those crayon art things you see on the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the blow dryer. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. it was awful. Any other Snoopy things from your past that I re- that remember? Well, well, this last Christmas, since we were in California, yeah. we, we went to Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, that's right. Oh. And we saw so that you got to understand. So so it was like two. Her birthday is Christmas. Christie's birthday is Christmas. Yeah. So, for Christmas, for Christmas, and we my went birthday. to Knott's Berry Farm, which Knott's, I made them go. Right. Well, no, <laughs> we went to Knott's Berry Farm, um, which is all you know, like at Disney, it's Mickey, and it used to be at Six Flags. I don't know if it still is. Six Flags was like the Looney Tunes. Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, at, at Knott's Berry Farm, it's Peanuts and it's Snoopy stuff. So, we took the whole family, her parents, and all of us. Went to Knott's Berry Farm for Snoopy Days, uh, like stuff. It was big Christmas. Two things that are she's the, the biggest fan of in the world are Snoopy and Christmas. And so we went there during Christmas, and it was all Snoopified, and it was awesome. Yeah. So we're standing there, and we walk, or we come in the gate. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. We come in the gate, and there's like the the Snoopy character greeting. It's like a Santa Snoopy. Yeah, he's like dressed as Snoopy, and Christy and and everybody's in line to go get a picture. With Snoopy, and she is super excited. And I slip away, and I go to guest services. And you know, like if you're at Disney World or anything like that, you can go like my, get my first time here buttons and and stuff like that. So I went to guest services, and I asked if they had a happy birthday button, and it had Snoopy on it, and they wrote her name and that kind of thing on it. And I came back, and you would have thought I gave her a check for twenty thousand dollars. I started crying. It was she was so excited. To wear this button I still with Snoopy it. on a day. So anyway, it was like it, it, her 
like geeking out and stuff at Knott's Berry Farm is how we are at like waiting in line for the Star Wars movies. Or yeah, it was so. No, it's actually true. We, you know, she said while we were there because all these people that were there were wearing Snoopy stuff and and all that yeah. kind of thing. She's like, these are my people, <laughs> and so I totally understand that because that's the way we felt at Star Wars Celebration the yeah. first time. We were there and we're geeking out about Star Wars with all these people, and it was like these are our people, and so that's it. So. Yeah. BB Nate's not had much to say this morning. I've just been listening. I, I didn't. I never heard the uh, first story. So about the <laughs> oil, oil painting, it's, it's not a proud moment. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's uh, so uh, this week was Fourth of July. Yes. So and uh, right in the smack dab. Smack dab. It was a weird week. week. It was like we had two Mondays. We had yeah. Monday and then we had Thursday, which was like Monday. Yeah. So maybe that's what they mean when they have that like holiday during uh, the Easter season called Monday Thursday. <laughs> no, that's Monday. Monday. <laughs> I no. thought that's what it was. Was it? It's not Monday Thursday. I'm with you. It's I'm not you. Monday. It's Monday. Here's our compass again. Okay. I have to check through. I have. I've heard it both ways. Okay. All right. BB, BB Nate. Uh, what did we do for Fourth of July this week? Um, we hung out really and watched a movie. Won't you be my neighbor? It wasn't Star Wars. No, it wasn't Star Wars. Star Wars. We didn't go see Solo, but we did go see Won't You Be My Neighbor. So tell BB Nate, give you a chance to, to speak into the conversation a little bit. Tell um, our listeners what that uh, movie is. I'm, I'm not trained in this part. I never watched the show. You did. Uh, well, oh, you can tell about what it is. What the movie was. What the movie oh, was. Okay. Yeah. Go it. for it. Um, William was just basically a documentary about Fred Rogers, which he did a show called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That oh, yeah. I think most of our listeners are familiar with Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pro- probably. Grew up on that. I loved that music, that, that documentary. It was, it's like still I have thoughts I coming know. from it. I, I, well, of course I cried because like. She cries at a lot of stuff for like These that. boys are heartless and never cry about anything. <laughs> but I cry about everything. And so I cried and it just was so great. And I wish we had more Fred Rogers in the world because Fred Rogers we stink and need it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his, his idea, his, his philosophy of life was really very simple. Every single human being alive today has value just because they're alive and you should treat them as individuals and with honor and respect, even if you disagree with them, which he did, there was people he disagreed with. And even in those top, when they were talking about people that made fun of him and things like that, you see him, he he doesn't like being made fun of himself, but he was um, respectful in the way that he dealt with it. So Mm -hmm. it just feels appropriate based on what our subject is for today. So, Um, and I guess, um, I don't know what it's like all around the country. I know that um, I was able to determine yesterday on Twitter um, a whole group of followers on Twitter that must be in this area <laughs> because there was all these people tweeting about the fact that it was 115, 120 degrees. Jeez. And I'm like, are you in Southern California? And all of a sudden people are like, yeah, I'm in Riverside. Yeah, I'm in Fallbrook. Yeah, I'm in San Diego. Yeah, I'm in... It was ridiculous. You know, so Marietta. So uh, We had people over for dinner last night and at... It was seven thirty. We the kids were gonna go. The kids that were visiting were gonna go with my kids to the pool, and the adults were gonna go sit out and watch them play. It was still one hundred and two degrees. I'm like, we're staying, we're staying in, in the air, air conditioning. conditioning. <laughs> that's right. So, that's cool. All right. Well, before we get into uh, any more of the topics, um, I did. 
want to go over some reviews. So we set a goal last week, guys. We were at, sitting at 27 reviews when we did last week's podcast. So in six months, it took us... Uh, in six months, we got 27 reviews. And our goal has been to try to get to 50 reviews on iTunes before the end of the calendar year, by the end of December, which I think is really pretty reasonable. We got to about 25, 26 in the first six months, so um, we're on track. So I put out a call on uh, Twitter on Monday and Tuesday asking people to review us, and we got three reviews. So Happy beeps. Yeah, happy beeps. So let me go through our reviews. Uh, the first one was from That Geek Andy is what he, his iTunes handle is. Uh, he's from Australia, so some shrimp on the bobby. Don't even, don't even try. Don't try I did it. I did it. No, maybe he, they were looking at me, and they know better. <laughs> maybe he's Django Fett. You know, Django Fett was from Australia. The guy oh, that plays yeah. Django. I can't pronounce his he's name. Got a, he's got an awesome And so he could be a clone trooper or something. So. No way. Yeah, anyway. So that geek Andy from Australia gave us five stars. You're awesome. Thank you. Hey, and do I, you know Daniel Lissing? <laughs> what? Wing calls the heart. Ha ha! Someone, I know someone that you don't. <laughs> That's another one of her fandoms, Wayne Calls the Heart. So we're sitting her here. Her fandom. Like, let's be well, clear. Let's her fandom. Used to be. Yeah, and now they. Yeah, anyway, they, we're not going to go down the. <laughs> we're not going to. Not going to go there. All right, he's not on that show anymore, so we'll move on. All right, fantastic. Five stars, that geek Andy from Australia. If you're looking, I should try to do it in an Australian accent, because I can do it in an Australian accent. I've got that one down. If you're looking for a podcast on all things Star Wars, from news to current topics, this is the podcast you're looking for. You probably Good get job. deeply offended him. No, I don't think so. And he's going to like take that. I don't video. know if he can take one back. All right, so thank you, that geek Andy. Appreciate that very much. All right, and then we've got from... Mayor of the Galaxy. The Mayor of the Galaxy. The Mayor of the Galaxy. What? But that this is actually Maria. She's from uh, French Valley. Wow. Yeah. Her, yeah. So that's kind of cool. So she's like hi local ten, mi- ten minutes from us or something. So <laughs> all right, Star Wars or it actually says SW. So I'm going to assume that's that's Star Wars. Southwest. It could be, but I think it's Star Wars. Star Wars family fun. Uh, I and five stars. Thank you. Uh, I enjoyed hearing the Tatooine Sons podcast today. They covered content I have been following, and I was interested in hearing more information. As a mom and a huge Star Wars fan, I love the entire family involvement, which we've got even more of today. Yeah. And this is what Star Wars is. A family. Oh, I like that. Except that I won't help with the Star Wars part. (laughs) She she will. She will. You'll, You'll help. All right. And then the last one is from the Dreamer M. He's from the U.S. of A. I don't know where in the U.S. of A, but somewhere in the U.S. Your accent will work. America. The force is very strong in this family. Yes, very. That's great. These are turbulent. This sounds like you know. This sounds like the the crawl. All right. <laughs> it does so far. It, and so I what think I'm gonna. Music. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't have that track. So. Uh, um, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read this like the guy from the Clone Wars. Do you know the music? You can hum it. No, oh. that's not happening. Not on this. <laughs> right, not okay. on this podcast. All right, so here we go. All right. Uh, These are turbulent times to be a Star Wars fan. I began listening to this podcast for a little perspective to remind myself what's really important. Really, it isn't the bickering, aging nerds who will take Star Wars into the future. It's kids like BB Nate and Samuel the Hutt. Whether Star Wars lives or dies or what it looks like in the future, they are the ones who will eventually decide. As Yoda once said, uh uh-oh, we are what they grow beyond. (laughs) 
If you want an antidote to the venom infecting other parts of the galaxy far, far away, give this podcast a shot. It will give you hope that maybe things will turn out all right after all. So thank you, Dreamer M. Okay. That's awesome. Very good. Had three different um, impressions. No, four if you count the um, Australian accent. Yoda. No, no, no. You got Yoda, the Australian accent, the dude from Clone Jar-Jar. Wars, and Jar Jar from the beginning. Yeah. Well, Australian accent, the dude from. Oh no, the dude from Clone Wars. I'm confused. Okay. All right. So why don't we move to the next? Keep up here. Topic. It's um, the uh, last week's podcast poll. Are you brainless? I never ask that question till after I've done it. What? Stink, I muted us and I forgot. All right, there we go. We're back. All right. Yay. Yay. All right, so last week's podcast poll of the week, people, um, um, like, (laughs) this is a poll. Uh, Some of you guys really jumped on this poll. Uh, We had lots of conversations on Twitter over the last week about this. Uh, is Kathleen Kennedy going to be fired from Lucasfilm? So that goes back to Grace. I think it's Grace Randolph beyond the trailer. Yeah, I think so. Um, which, interestingly enough, I teased her a little bit yesterday on one of her uh, tweets. Um, and uh, and she liked it. I don't know if she thought I was being serious. Um, but anyway, um, is Kathleen Kennedy going to be fired from Lucasfilm? Uh, 15, we had two that tied. 15% said yes, and 15% said she should be. Now, that totals 30% of the people that voted in this poll out of 570 votes um, are very vocal in their dislike for Kathleen Kennedy uh, on that. What do you think about that? Boo. I don't see <laughs> why they could dislike Kathleen Kennedy, but whatever. And why they That's have the choice. motive to. What, what did mean, she do to you? She, she's like... Do people come to your job and want you fired because you made a decision they don't like? I mean... Yeah, I, I don't know. That doesn't make sense. I just wish people would stop getting so frustrated about stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> it's a movie! Well, it's funny you know? the way that the like, poll numbers... Because I've been watching the poll all week to see what the numbers were doing. And it started off like our followers on Twitter. Because that's the way that it'll work. So, the first people to see this poll were obviously our followers... And the further out it got, you know, people retweeting it, people seeing it that weren't our followers and such, the higher that number grew. So our numbers, it was like 10% of our followers. And then all of a sudden it moved into that 20% range. And then by yesterday, it po- it jumped up to 30% on that. So I thought that was interesting. 26% pro- said probably not. So they're, they're, I think that those are the people that are like, are hearing the rumor and, and, Taking in the rumor seriously, like the conversations are actually happening, uh, but don't think that she's actually going to get fired mm-hmm. uh, for it. And then the last one, which is forty-four percent, said not a chance. And I think that that's where I stand on it. I don't. I, I golf clap. Right, there we go. um, <laughs> I think that that's definitely um, not going to happen. I don't think she's going to be fired at all on it. Here's some. We got some comments uh, from some of our Twitter followers. The science fictionary. Ooh. Where are they from? It doesn't say on, on Twitter. Uh, well, I mean, it does, but I didn't look it up. So, at SCI underscore Fictionary is your Twitter handle. Sci Fictionary. There is another side to all... This is actually a really good comment. This is another... Which is why I included it, by the way, in the podcast. Are you going to just keep interjecting yeah, just every so often? Hit himself. <laughs> yeah. I have conversations with myself. Me, myself, and I liked this one. Uh, there is another side to all of this. Kennedy is one of the most successful producers of all time. How long is she likely to be content making Star Wars movies. I've wondered if she won't leave after nine, 
but I don't think it will be because she was fired. What do you guys think about that? I had a similar thought process. Yeah, on me that. too. Well, I, I mean, how many people want to stick around for listening to people bash you? And so I wouldn't be surprised if you, you know, have You'd had enough. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, it's true that she is one of the most successful producers of all time. And I don't think, I think she's going to decide what she wants to leave. So I think there's value to that. Yeah. But I hadn't thought about the fact that maybe once the sequel trilogy is over, she's decided she's done. I don't know, but there aren't there. Isn't there Ryan Johnson's trilogy, and then the, well, yeah, that doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to head up Lucasfilm though. Mm. I thought she would want to stick around for that. And isn't there the? Is it the Benioff and Wise? Yeah, the, the Game of Thrones guys. Yeah. And, uh, are they doing a trilogy? Is no, they're movie? doing a series of movies. Is what oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah. All right, then Chris Taroth. Chris Roth? Yeah, yeah. Chris is funny on Twitter because there'll be like two or three weeks where we don't hear at all from Chris Roth, and then all of a sudden he's liking everything that we put up. So I think he's like, I'm assuming based on on my interaction that it's a he. Yes, she's Chris. It could be. Anyway, Chris Roth said um, (laughs) she's doing a great job, not just now, she's been doing great work for decades. Solo's box office issues are complex, which of course the reason that people think she should be fired is. They, the, the the narrative around this is The Last Jedi made half or more of the Star Wars fans angry. This is the narrative. I didn't, I'm not the one saying this. This is what people are saying. That they made half the Star Wars fans angry. And that's why Solo bombed. Because nobody went to go see Solo because of that. So it's all Kathleen Kennedy's fault. So when, you, when Chris Ross says Solo's box office issues are complex. More than a little to do with timing. Obviously coming out around Avengers, mm-hmm. Infinity War, Incredibles all that and publicity which was non-existent before we get to anything else so he's saying Chris Roth is saying it's not necessarily about The Last Jedi and the boycott solo movement but it's more about timing and marketing what do you guys think about that I I felt like the marketing was not well done at all I mean you hardly saw any of it and the main thing they decided to promote was Denny's (laughs) Denny's was more marketed more than Solo no no one wants to eat at Denny's we've got a Denny's like two miles from from our house I didn't even know we had one it's right by 7-Eleven oh it's literally behind it although I mean there is one thing when was Denny's wait back up Denny's was advertised for Star Wars yeah there was like a whole promotional campaign that was tied with it you could go and get like these training, training, card training cards from Denny's that were solo mm-hmm. and stuff. We didn't well, go once. Well, they certainly didn't get you guys, and you no. guys jump on everything. That's yeah. because <laughs> it's Denny's. The only Star Wars-related thing we've done at Denny's is we were at Star Wars Celebration. It was like 3 in the morning. Maybe, they, or, maybe, no, no, no. We, maybe we had the idea. Maybe they like were watching us, and they maybe no. not. Okay. I doubt that. All right, let's go to the next one. The Slafer. The what? At The Slafer. S-A-S-L-A-Y-F-E-R. Fernando. I like that name. Fernando. Chavaria. Chavaria. (laughs) The firing of a CEO or acting president is a last resort. Big companies do this when everything else fails. For her to be fired, all the movies would have had to be flops. Solo was a weird situation, and while it underperformed, it still made some money. It wasn't a complete bomb. Now, Sam, I'm going to give you the floor right here because there's a new movie premiering this week that everybody's talking about it's going to be a huge financial success I'd like you to make your argument go for it hold on hold on I felt a great disturbance in the force go okay I'm assuming we're talking about Ant-Man and Wasp yes uh okay Uh I saw an article 
and it said that it's projected that Ant-Man and Wasp is going to blow past, I think it was, they're comparing it to the Purge or whatever, it's going to blow past with a, they put it, supersized $80 million box office. $80 million, okay. that's like massive right. for a new movie. But Solo, well, on opening weekend, made $100 million and it flopped. But it's a flop. Liked Solo. Yeah, me too. No, but the point we're making is it's not a flop. Everybody's going to talk about how successful Ant Man and Wasp was this weekend for making eighty million, and then they're going to use the same, uh, a complete different logic Mm -hmm. regarding Solo because it made a hundred million. It's ridiculous. When you're aggravated about something, like you're going to make good things bad to complete your argument. So are you, as someone that's not a Star Wars fan, engaged in the Star Wars fandom like we are? Are you saying? Are you saying that? Sometimes emotions outweigh logic. Most of the time. Thank you very much. All right. All right. I think that's it. All right. We're done. Uh, we don't. We don't. Look With at the whole game. thing? No, not the whole podcast. Oh. That's just a, <laughs> you can tell she doesn't pay attention to our podcast very much. Uh, well, I wouldn't understand half of what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's move to the next segment. We've been having uh, some really fun conversations on Twitter this week. Uh, Anthony Carboni, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know who Anthony Carboni yeah, is? Dear, yeah. do, do you know who Anthony I have no idea is? who that is. Anthony Carboni. Sam, you want to you tell your mom, uh, tell Christy, wanna... tell Darth Mommy. No, Darth I'm not. Mommy. He's a bad guy. I know that. The Darth is a, is a title. It's not a he. <laughs> oh. There's lots of Darths. What? Darth. <laughs> Oh yeah, there is. There's Your Vader and Maul. Maul. Look at all and that. And Dude and Tyrannus and Rey. Those are all bad guys. Okay, so I want to be a good guy. Okay, Dark Master Christy, Master Mommy, Master Mommy, Master Mommy, <laughs> Emperor. Mommy. Tell Master, not Emperor. He's got to. All right, Master Mommy, explain to Master Mommy who Anthony Carboni is. <laughs> he's one of the hosts in uh, on the Star Wars show, which is a um, YouTube series. Oh. It's an official Star yeah. Wars. Show by Lucasfilm Disney oh. on YouTube. He's one of the, hosts. One of the yeah, hosts. you. So, Good job. So this right? week, uh, Anthony Carboni, co-host of the Star Wars show, agreed to our recommendation <gasps> of a new category for the Star Wars Fan Awards. Oh, oh. And then the rebellion may be headed back to a very, very famous planet. And is Mara Jade coming to Episode Nine? It is time for hot takes. This is where the fun begins. Well, you want the bad news or the really bad news? Impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. All right. So first off, Lucasfilm announces the Star Wars Fan Awards. Don't look at your notes. I'm not. Okay. You can because you don't know. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. So Lucasfilm announces... (laughs) Lucasfilm announces Star Wars Fan Awards. Lucasfilm and StarWars.com. This is from the website. Are thrilled to announce the Star Wars Fan Awards 2018. The ultimate celebration of Star Wars fan creativity. We want to honor the many ways that fans express their love of a galaxy far, far away. Including everything from fan-made films to cosplay and beyond. Or great podcasts. Well, here's we'll talk about that. (laughs) Mm. Anyway... Uh, so if you're most impressive, we want to see what you can do. Categories include videos, photos, and visual arts. We have plenty of videos and photos. Well, we don't do videos and photos. Now, I'm talking about like people that make like fan-made films. Oh. And they're talking about like the people that do the, the 
the figures. Oh photos, yeah, where they like, like make that. it some look of awesome. our some of the best stuff we see on Twitter and social media. Yeah, that stuff's impressive. But there is no podcast category. Yeah. That's crazy. There's so many Star Wars podcasts. That's not how the Force works. I know. I agree, Han. That's not the way it's supposed to be. So I tweeted because Anthony Carboni is the first guy I saw that tweeted about the Star Wars fan awards. So I replied to his tweet and I said, "Did you guys ever consider maybe having a podcast category for the future? I think it would be something. There's a lot of great Star Wars podcasts out there. I think it would be great, including our." Well, I didn't say that. But he replied back to it and said, you know what? I don't think they've had discussions about this, but I'm going to recommend it. Yeah. For next year, uh, so good guy. I nominate yours. I think we're nominated already. I think that that's an implied nomination. Oh, yes. Boy. Yeah. So like implied canonization for Turbis. This is not going to go the way you think. Oh, come on, Luke. <laughs> Grumpy Luke's back at it again. So anyway, what do you guys think about the fan awards? I, I didn't know that was a. Is that is this? It's like the second or third on? year I think they've done. Really? It. Mm-hmm. Never heard about it. Yeah. That's cool. I like that idea. So I'm going to encourage some of our Twitter followers. I've already done that to to be a part of that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Is a lot of those cool photos. Like I've seen plenty of those photos where they take those like five dollar action figures from Walmart or whatever, and then they touch them up and put them in these battle scenes, and it looks like it's straight out of like Rogue One or whatever. It's like cool. phenomenal. I don't know. Yeah, Stormtrooper Pete, one of our Patreon supporters, does those and yeah, a lot. That's crazy. Yeah, they're awesome. I say promote people who are positive over mm-hmm. the negative. Because a lot of times, well, in everything you see, like, the negative is hounded on and the positive gets lost in the... Translation? Yeah. It's that old song, Accentuate the Positive. Yeah. You want to sing it? No! Oh, she almost started singing. I was, gonna try, I was trying to set her up. I think <laughs> Neil Lowry head. should win. I think Neil Lowry because. should automatically... In fact, I'm going to actually tweet everybody involved in Lucasfilm <laughs> and suggest that they create a... a uh, Positive uh, a, fan. a special award for the fan awards for Star Wars fa- uh, fan awards thingamajigger Bob for <laughs> Neil Lowry to I'm be there. <laughs> the most positive fan in Star Wars. So I think that you guys should yeah agree. he he'd run away with it awesome. for sure. Awesome. All right, I think you guys are going to be excited about this. Okay. I've been sitting on this information for over 24 hours. That must have hurt. And and it does. It's you know especially wow. Well, yeah. Anyway, that's impressive. I know. I've been holding this back because I wanted to be the. I wanted to talk <laughs> about it on the podcast and get your okay. your pure unfiltered reactions to this. Go. Is the rebellion going to be reborn on Yavin? Earlier this week, it was revealed that Star Wars 9 will do some set building and filming at the Cardington Airship Sheds in Bedfordshire, England. (laughs) All right. (laughs) This location was used by the Royal Air Force back in the early 1900s to build large aircraft and and later barrage balloons, which that sounds awesome. What the heck? That's awesome. But since then, it has been a famous place to film movies, including A New Hope, Rogue One, Batman Begins, Inception, and many more. Inception. Interesting. However, the most important ones here are obviously A New Hope and Rogue One, which is where the Yavin 4 films were shot, scenes were shot for both films. Whoa. What do you guys think about the idea of Yavin 4 coming back in episode 9? BB Nate, you go first. Well, it's going to be the Rebellion again, because that's what Luke said. The Rebellion is born again. Yeah, reborn today. Yep. Reborn today. So if it's a Rebellion, and we know that Leia's still alive in the storyline, she probably would go to Yavin 4, because the First Order doesn't really know about that. 
Is it? Kind well, of yeah, no. The first order, ever, the, the first orders, the the offspring of the empire, and the empire was at Yavin Four in a new hope. Yeah. They know Yavin Four was a base. Can we take a break? What's Yavin Four? <laughs> <laughs> so it's that weird, like Mayan Aztec looking world in uh, A New Hope and Rogue One. Which one's the New Hope? Uh, the very the first Star Wars first movie, four. 1977. First, you see Luke. Um, I know, but what, Obi-Wan what happens there? Okay. The, the Death Star okay. comes. No, not okay. no, Obi Wan's not there. Obi-Wan. Episode 4? Well, he's oh. in it, but he's yeah. not at Yavin 4. No, I'm just trying to figure out which film we're talking about. The first movie, when the Death Star comes to destroy the base, Yeah. the base is Yavin 4. Is that the one where Leia's in prison? Well, she's on the Death Star. <laughs> oh, and they, she sees her planet get blown? That's Alderaan. But then the, later, at the end of the film, uh-huh. they cut the Death Star's coming to destroy, and Luke has to fly in the trench run to, to shoot the tor- proton torpedo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The planet that they're getting, the Death Star's getting ready to destroy is yeah. Yavin 4. Ah. And then the Rogue One movie that you yeah, mentioned yeah, yesterday. that I like. There's that, there's that same planet's there. That's like the rebel base in, in Rogue One. Oh, okay. All right. So, Thank you. Sorry about that. All right. So, BB Nate, back to you. All right. <laughs> what were we talking about again? You were talking about Leia and stuff like that. So No, he was done. Okay. He was, was moving on. So, it, it's sort of like... Seems a little ridiculous as to they would go back there. It's sort of like I've seen the memes of like, all right, so where should we hide? This is like after episode three. Where should we hide the babies? Um, you know, Luke and Leia. And they're like, oh, I don't know. Put put Luke on uh, Tatooine. Where not? It's not like his father was born there or something. <laughs> and then Obi Wan goes to Tatooine and doesn't even change his last name. And you know, it seems sort of like they're not even it. trying to hide anymore. If they go to Yavin. Okay. But it would. I'm not saying that I wouldn't like to see it though. So here's. So it. here's. I tweeted out about this yesterday, um, and since you guys aren't on Twitter, you didn't hear this. So we didn't. You guys weren't part of this conversation. But the but our Twitter feed like blew up with conversations about this topic. Um, one of those elements was this idea, this character from Legends, which is who is called Exar Kun. You guys Sounds ever heard? Sounds vaguely familiar. Okay, yeah. was like four thousand years uh, before Battle of Yavin. And he was in the Old Republic era, Mm -hmm. and he was a Jedi that turned Sith, and his spirit supposedly uh, haunts uh, Jedi Temple on Yavin 4 in Legends. The reason that they're talking about him is the Yavin 4 connection, but also part of... There was artifacts in Dryden Voss's office in Solo that were tagged to... In the visual dictionary for Solo that were tagged to Exar Kun. So there's this idea, maybe they're bringing that character into... This movie and that type of thing. What I could see that in more of like uh, maybe a Dr. Afra comic or something. But yeah. I don't think I'd see Feels like Dr. Afra. What do you think about that idea? It being in a Dr. Afra comic? No, just the idea of bringing idea this of... X-Ar Uh A little weird. Um, they may be setting it up though. Okay. Uh, haunting. Yeah, before, like you said, Dr. Afra comic. The last one that came out was about a prison being haunted. Mm-hmm. So they may be setting it up. They may not be. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't it's think it. Weird. I think it's a little bit too weird to put in a movie. I think for it's perfect for Doctor Afro because it's based on like that's a lot like Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones had that weird mystical mm. undertone to, to it. So I could definitely see it in that comic, but I don't see it in a okay. movie. Now another idea that was some uh, a few people brought up was that this may be the funeral scene for Leia. Ooh. That they may be buried. She doesn't have a home planet anymore to be buried on because oh, yeah, Alderaan's it got, blown, it got up. blown up. It got blown up. She should be. So maybe this is like this is where she's became the leader of the rebellion, you know, and that type of thing. One of the leaders. Maybe that she's being buried on Yavin for, and this is the funeral scene. What do you think about that idea? 
maybe the funeral scene for Han too, because uh. we don't think Han's been buried anywhere yet. Well, no, he's, they don't have his body. That's right. His body got blown up on Starkiller Base. Ouch. But did but, it? Yes. Yeah. I just saw it fall. I didn't see it. Well, then the Where base got go? blown up. Well, kind of like, I kind of attributed it to the whole, oh, Lord. Cloud Here City, Luke Where, Skywalker. Yeah, and they come pick him back But the up. whole planet got blown up right after that. Yeah, but he might have fallen. But he was in the middle of the planet. He would have been right in the center. So it, it it wasn't a whole like to the no. space. No, it was no, a no, whole. No. Well, no, but then it, yeah, no, no, it was just the planet. Oh, okay. He All right. Up. So, um, no, this is this is. <laughs> See, good. aren't y'all glad that you have intelligent people normally? No, you're an intelligent person. You're I just mean, not knowledgeable of Star Wars. About Star Wars. Yeah, knowledgeable is more <laughs> what you're looking for. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what do you do? You guys like the idea of the burial scene, the funeral scene at Yavinport? I would either want it on Yavin 4, or maybe, I don't know, I don't know why I thought of this, but maybe Naboo. Because that's where her mom is, yeah. but that's not, she never really knew her. Yeah, she didn't but know her she mom. hasn't died yet. Who? I mean, no, in no, real no. life she died. Well, they're going to have to kill her off in this And movie. they said they yeah. are going to make a CGI version of her. Oh. So they're not and they're not recasting So are they just going to ignore it and just say, Leia died? If you listen to our podcast, which but by the way. But I don't because I don't know what you're talking about. We've been we've got a theory as to, or we were trying to, to get Lucasfilm and J.J. Abrams to do a very specific thing to open the movie. Um, if you want to know what that is. You can listen to old podcasts if you're listening to this one right now. All right, so um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a, a great idea. I don't know, think I can't think of a better place to do it, um, and it, it honors her general status and things like that because it's the military base or whatever. So okay. I think that'd be great. BB Nate, I, I, I would think Tatooine. Why she doesn't have any connection to Tatooine? Her brother Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but she doesn't personally there. have a connection with Tatooine. <gasps> oh no, Corellia. Cause that's where Han well, she doesn't really have a connection to Corelli either. Well, you saw her. She she held her the dice right at the end of the last Jedi. Well, I think yeah, Evan's the best place. To well, hey, here's what I think. And then I so I brought this up yesterday in the midst of the Twitter conversation, and this is when things started to get really heated. Not heated, and that's what was awesome. Like dozens of comments on this thread with people with very strong opinions. But they kept it... And nobody yelled at each other or said anything hateful. Yay! What an amazing concept. Happy babies. Yeah, so it was beautiful. In fact, it was so unusual that people were commenting on how unusual it was to see a thread (laughs) of that length without any, like, bashing and and that kind of stuff going on. The idea is this. Poe Dameron grew up on Yavin 4. If you read the comics now, maybe Nate hasn't read all those comics yet. No, I haven't. But... Poe Dameron's parents lived on Yavin 4. Really? Uh, Shara Bay and Cass Dameron, I think is the name, lived there and they raised him in, on Yavin 4 for the first few years of his life. Yeah. Plus, Luke Skywalker and Shara Bay, Poe's mom, okay, um, went to get off together to find uh, Jedi artifacts or something and they found the, sat, the uh, like roots of... A force tree that they planted on Yavin 4 that has grown up into a giant force tree. So you have a Poe Dameron connection to Yavin 4, and he's now the leader of the rebellion. 
Yeah. If Leia dies, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, There's yeah. nobody else at this point. This whole There's only like six of them. So I guess he's the leader. And then you have this force tree thing, which goes back to The Last Jedi, which goes back to Octu and the sacred text. What were the sacred texts kept in? On the in the like last Jedi, a giant force tree. But what happened to that force tree? It got burned down by Yoda. by by Yoda. Maybe, but but Ray has the sacred texts. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's looking for a place to hold those sacred texts, and so they make Yavin Four the base. Oh. Then I came up with a really one of those um, Sabine Wren type of theories. One of those theories, <laughs> those bold predictions, sure to go wrong. I got a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. Here's how it is, all right? I, this is totally not going to happen, but this is fun. I wonder if Ray is in a Dameron. Uh, Maybe she heck? is Poe's mm. little sister. That's weird. How? And Does there's this, sense? why not? First Maybe they found out. She doesn't look right. <laughs> what do you mean she doesn't look right? Well, Poe's of a darker skin color, and yeah. Ray is... It's more than just a tan, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, like, Middle Eastern... No, he's not. He's from Guatemala. Well, yeah, I was going to say I mean, Hispanic or something. And then... And he doesn't... They both... Well, but Ray was... All right, don't confuse my theory up with your facts, all right? <laughs> all right, because this, okay. this is the way it's going to work. So, so um, she's younger than Poe. And she has this massive midichlorian count. And so they hid her on Jakku to keep her from being found by the dark side Snokes and stuff like that. And she's actually raised or Poe's little sister and he knows it. Because remember at the end of The Last Jedi on the Falcon? Hi, I'm Ray. And she and he goes, I know. I No, that's just because they were talking about her. I I think that's impressive. Something. Every word in that sentence was wrong. Gosh, man, Luke. You're grumpy. All right, last one. Here's a new one. I don't know if we talked about this yet. Here we go. Carrie Russell to join cast of episode nine. Sam, do you remember who Carrie Russell is? No. Is she in Bedtime Stories? She was in Bedtime Stories. Yay! Because I right. saw an article on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Sources tell Variety that the Felicity, that's like the TV show that she was known for, alum, is in early talks to join J.J. Abrams' Star Wars Episode Nine, which Abrams is writing and directing. Russell and Abrams last collaborated on 2006's Mission Impossible 3. Remember the student that Tom oh, Cruise's yeah, character trained and that I- he went to go save and she got killed? Yeah, okay. Uh, the role calls for, and this is what's interesting, the role calls for action-heavy fight scenes. Uh, Russell has shown her ability to perform tough stunts in projects like FX's The Americans, Mission Impossible, and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Abrams and Lucasfilm execs met with several actresses for the role in the past two months and settled on Russell right before the 4th of July holiday. Abrams will likely cast two more actors by the time the film begins production at the end of the month. Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, and Adam Driver are all expected to return. You would think. Who do you think Carrie Russell is playing in this movie? Haldo's little sister. Somebody suggested that on Twitter. Wow. Was that you? Do you have a Twitter account we don't know about? (laughs) No? Okay. (laughs) All right. So anyway. He's at that What about you, BB Nate? What do you think? Who do you think that that, that Carrie Russell is going to be? Well... I don't know. That's a, it's such a vague, like, uh, yeah. there's nothing to go off of. Action-heavy fight scenes. Okay. 
Any any suggestions there, uh, Master Mommy? <laughs> I wouldn't even know. I don't even know what this is. What this film's supposed to be about? So Steel Nor Wars. Really. So uh, Steel Saunders Steel Wars podcast. Um, he's the one famous for your Snoke theory. Sucks. Sucks. Yeah. Um, he <laughs> tweeted out yesterday that someone with the initial the name K Russell, K initial Russell, uh, from Hollywood, California, mm-hmm. bought a Ray's Mommy T-shirt. Or I'm Ray's mom t-shirt from his his uh, store. Okay. So, no, it's totally, I'm sure, a joke from his perspective. But, of course, that's one of the big theories that's out there is she, that Carrie Russell is going to play Ray's mommy. Any thoughts on that? I, why would she have heavy fighting scenes? That's true, too. Don't, yeah, don't, I, don't, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't get that She's idea. been training. Maybe, yeah. is, well, it's Maybe like, Ray's mommy's a Jedi. Maybe. Well, then why would she leave her daughter? Maybe it's that legend Sith assassin that Luke married. What's her name? What's her name? I forget. Uh, Mara Jade. Mara Jade. So Mara Jade, I tweeted a picture of Carrie Russell right after this news came out. And I just had Mara Jade question mark. And let me tell you, people like freaked out. No, don't, you know, don't go to, because of the situation. Luke got married? In the the books that are legends now. Uh, Okay. But they're not canon? Not anymore. See, that was impressive. Hey, I do try to follow. There we I go. Do try. So, no, I don't think she's Mara Jade. There's some that's suggesting that she's a member of Knights of Ren <laughs> at that point. So, what do you guys think about that? Do you think it would be cool if she's one of the leaders? There's a character in the Aftermath novels that would be about this age who was a leader of the Acolytes of the Beyond, which most people believe is what became the Knights of Ren uh, later on. And she's a female character. Maybe she's that character. Maybe. I want to believe. I want to see the Knights of Ren. If that means that she's one of them, I don't care. I just want to see the Knights of Ren. Want her to be Marjade, and she married Luke Skywalker, and then Ray is Luke Skywalker and her child. What are we talking about? All right. So uh, most people don't think that it's Marjade um, with this. So I think it's pretty exciting to see that this character is in there, especially yeah. if it's going to be a heavy fight scene. But of course, because she's a white uh, woman with brunette hair. Um, Everybody's associating her with Ray as being Ray's mommy. Yeah. Does right. she have an accent? No, which makes it ridiculous. So, okay. All right. Maybe she could act like she does, but that's it. All right. BB Nate, turning it over to you, buddy. Okay. It's a big issue week for Star Wars comics. First, we got the next issue of The Last Jedi adaptation. Next, we see the completion of the Rebel Fleet after the Battle of Yavin. It's time for Star Wars comics book update with BB Nate. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. You must feel the Force around you. It's true. that came out this week and the first one was the last jedi adaptation part four the summary about it is as the past dies the future beckons ray gambles everything as she heads for a confrontation with kylo ren and supreme leader snoke as the fate of the resistance hangs in the balance will poe dameron rescue mutiny mutiny I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> to take matters into his own hands. And who was a mysterious visitor coming to offer counsel to Luke Skywalker? 
Spoiler alert. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said spoiler. I, I did. Okay. Spoiler alert. It's Yoda. It's Yoda. What? So. And, and if you're listening to this podcast in July, when The Last Jedi came out last December, and you don't know that the mysterious visitor was Yoda, then... Why are you listening? Why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought I addressed that at the beginning. You know, did not a Star Wars fan. Thing. Not a Star. A, 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 a Chuta. Okay. All right. All right. So you know you haven't read that one. No, I have not. But uh, do we know of any revelations or anything that's coming out of the comic book adaptation of the Last Jedi that we didn't get in the novel or we didn't get in the movie? Not that I know of. I haven't seen it anything. I know that the perspective is a little different. I think that there's some scenes where the perspective is like strictly Luke's perspective on Actu mm. versus sort of that back and forth that we see yeah. in the movie so uh, well on the cover of the first one there's Turbis so. what yeah Turbis they didn't name him mm-hmm. so it mm-hmm. doesn't matter alright okay so let's okay. talk about the next one so, since we Star don't Star Wars issue 50 Hope Dies part 1 in this issue Hope Dies the rubber <laughs> fleet is completed it's magnificent it's beautiful it's secret but no secret is kept for long from Darth Vader the most epic story yet done in a Star Wars comic begins here. Prepare to witness the Empire truly strike back. The Empire truly stopped. I felt a great disturbance in the Force. Yes. All right. So, BB Nate, you bought this one. Yes, I did. All right. So, so tell us what you think about it. Comic. Um, it was good. It was really good. Uh, a little bit different. Just went right into it. I mean... Well, that's because it's issue 50. Yes. And so they've... They've been telling a story up to this point, and we're jumping in the middle of it. But. Yes, so they were on a party ship, basically. Okay. It was kind of like a Millennium Falcon, like Lando Millennium Falcon, but not that really. And that, like, they sh- you saw X Wings with their trails making weird color rainbow things. It was and- a celebration of sorts, is yeah, what so I understand. Yeah, it was a celebration okay. of the re- rebellion being built, but. It, it was a little weird because there's more conversations. I feel like the Star Wars comics are really Leia's comic story. Because hmm. I've been seeing a lot of Leia in the Well, she's comics. a pretty important part of the Star Wars like storyline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think she's had her own comic series. Not that I know of. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I mean, she's had the book, but no. I, I don't know if there's been a Leia series. No, so I think this is kind of her series. So, so it was good. The story was basically the rebellion was built and it was secret but to most people it was the celebration on the So as the rebellion were all gathered together to yes. celebrate the forming of the fleet the republic yes. the rebellion fleet Yes okay And so um Forget her name. I always forget these people's names. Yeah, it's a weird Star Wars it's name, Susan so we can just call two. her Susan again. Okay, no, we'll Susan. This two. is a different Susan than the last this Susan. This is Susan two. Susan two. I think yes. it actually is like something like that. So anyway, yeah. go ahead. So Susan two was talking with Leia, and she's a big, she's a big kind of like if we got Mark Hamill on her thing. That's how Leia felt. Huh. If <laughs> she was there. So basically, um, short of breath and possibly fainting. Yes. Because okay. she was supporting And what, 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 why was she there? What was, what was the reason that she was a part of that group? She had, her, she's like a princess or a queen or something. Yeah, she was supporting the rebellion. And, and stuff. her technology is being used by the Empire's fleet, but then she's also selling that technology in secret <laughs> to the rebellion. Yes. And they put that on the Moncala ships. Yes. Mm. So they were celebrating and she left and they were about to have a speech. And so 
they're getting ready to go to hyperspace to get to the base. I'm pretty sure that's what was going on. Don't know because I didn't read the other comics. But th- there was a little Easter egg. Hera okay. was in the comics. I know. I saw that when I was reading it last oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hera was in this. That's pretty cool. Yes, but n- no other Rebels were because okay. this is after episode four. Just sad. Anyway. But. Well, Zev could have been in it. Rex could have been in it. Why do you oh, call I always Zev? call him Zev. It's with a B, not it's a, a Zev. B. B. Zev. Like. Was Zeb. that the grandpa on the Waltons? What? Huh? What? Zeb. His name is Zeb. I don't know. What I don't even know what you're talking about. We're not talking about the show Waltons. you're even talking about. Hey, I'm trying Impressive. Here. Every word in that sentence was wrong. Okay. So, um, so anyway, what happens to the fleet? Um, they were about to go to hyperspace and they can't and nothing's responding. The, I'm pretty sure like all the power has shut down and then the empire shows up. And it's like ugly for the it's, rebellion. It's ugly because they have like one of the biggest ships. So none it's of the ships are able to, to, to fly. They've all been locked out. They can't go into hyperspace. They're all in one location. And here comes the Superstar Destroyer along with a bunch of other destroyers. Yes. And Darth Vader. So you're saying that it's a party ship and it malfunctions and doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's basically just yeah, Millennium Falcon? No. No, 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 no. All the Republic fleet isn't working. No, I know. It's a joke. And, and it's because the, we, there's another part of the comic after that that shows why. The lady, that the queen yes. that's selling these parts. Explain Double that, BB-Day. Um, the queen, at, let's just say she works with the Empire as well because she's a queen and she has to do it. But then Darth Vader comes to confront her because... And so she, like, spills the beans and tells Darth Vader, and he, he uses her to get onto the ship and mm-hmm. disable them. Well, I think that the scene in the second half of the comic book is actually the setup for what happens with the malfunction. Yeah. He talks, he makes her, forces her to, to sell faulty parts and codes and stuff like that mm-hmm. that are wrong to the Rebellion in order to sabotage them so that he can show up with the, rebe- the Empire, so... It was a good comic. Wait, I thought it was, it was. I read it last night before going I to sleep. Read it yet? No, it was good. Me too. What, what did you think about the, like the art and stuff in it? Um, it was good. Of course, the favorite part was a weird rainbow X-wing thing. Never really. That never was cool. knew about that. I, re- I was looking at it on my iPad because I read comics differently than you. You read the hard co- copies, and I read them on my iPad, which I actually really enjoy. And so, as it zooms in, and it's like all the Star Destroyers and the Super Star Destroyer and stuff on your screen, it was just like breathtaking. Um, on that, so it was pretty awesome. So anyway. Cool. Oh, and so for the last two issues of this comic series, for the first I know about it, but I'm pretty sure this is the first time that Star Wars Comics is releasing two of the same series in one month. Oh, cool. So, so there's another one coming in a couple weeks? Break, no, it's the last two issues. Oh, which okay. is, so it's in the month of September. Cool. So what's coming next week in comics? Uh, next week in comics, Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, issue 18. Ooh, it's a good week. It is, because this one is Grand Moff Tarkin, Tarkin fighting Darth Vader. Or like, yeah, that scene that we've been waiting for. Like, okay. like mm-hmm. fighting as in like, you know, like they're throwing hunting each insults other at each other? No, or like, like there was a, a scene that the, uh, the cover is, is Tarkin hiding in the woods with a gun, like pursuing... And Darth Vader's Vader. like oh. looking for him. And stuff. Yeah. It's gonna be and good. what's the other comic that's coming? Um, Thrawn Part Six. Wow. I think that's the final one. It yeah. is. We final. need to get the, both the other issues because we have we have four, right? Yeah, we have four. Yeah, we so we just need five. Do we have one, two, three? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so <laughs> I think we need to do that. All right. <laughs> cool. All right, Samuel, you're up. Oh, that's me. Yep. Oh, that's me. Oh, that's this is my my, my part. 
Um, so I waited until Thursday to record my weekly YouTube video, um, and there still really wasn't any like uh, any new stuff about Star Wars TV to talk about. Um, and the Star Wars show uh, took the week off, so I couldn't talk about that either. So I recorded a video about a few uh, other topics, and then I left for work. And um, as I was at work, we got huge, like huge, like Donald Trump, huge, 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 huge <laughs> news for Star Wars Resistance while I was gone. Um, and we'll talk about it on this week's Star Wars Small Screen Stuff with Sammy the Hutt. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, yeah. Matrix gonna work on me, all the money. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations. So, Star Wars Resistance um, is now reported to be debuting in October. Um, it's going to premiere on Disney XD, just like Clone um, excuse me, Rebels. Happy Beeps. Oh, happy Beeps. That's good. Yay. That's awesome. Um, the show will follow the adventures of a new character, Kazuda Kiono. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it either. I don't think anybody knows really how to you pronounce know. it. And then, um, who's described as a young pilot... Recruited to help spy on the First Order. All right, so basically explain what happened that this information came out. So basically there was some, like, panel or something for, I think it was, like, Disney, like, uh, Paris or Fran uh, France or something like that. Okay. Somewhere up in that, that area. Um, in Europe? Uh, somewhere? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that way. I think it was France. Um, yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Um, and basically someone... Snuck a picture of like the some character art with their phone, like you know, not trying to make it obvious or whatever. So, it was so like, they, they had it like on a screen, right? Yeah, it was like like if you know, think Star Wars Celebration. There's that big panel or something, you know, behind them. Someone took a picture of that, um, and it's got a couple character arts. It's got um, some picture. It's got like Phasma, um, some First Order stormtroopers. I think there's a Tie Fighter in there, and then there's the red guy, uh, the Cardinal. Which some are suspect, suspecting is the Cardinal. Others yeah. say that it can't be the Cardinal because the 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 armor doesn't look the way that they think it's described in the Phasma novel. But yeah, so anyway. Um, and then on the other side, you have all the good guys. So you got the main character, uh, Kazuda. Um, we see him now. We now know that it's a him. Yeah, that's his, that's actually a really big revelation. Because for months we haven't known whether or not this Kazuda Kiono Kiono was going to be male or female. So now we know it's a him. He looks. It reminds me a lot of like how Ezra looks, huh. at least to me. Uh, then we got BB-8 in there. There's um, I think I saw Poe, and then there's all the um, there's a few other characters out there. If they have names, they escape me. Okay. Uh, but they're they're going to be main characters in this series, but they're new. Um, you know, they explained that this is going to be anime-inspired. Hmm. I don't see it. I think it looks a lot like Clone Wars Rebels, just not 3D. I don't know. I'm curious to see where they go with it. Uh, we still don't have very much. Um, also, you know, it was revealed that it's going to be coming out in October. So That's, that's cool. That's, a, that's the time of the year that every season yeah. of uh, Rebels would always premiere. So basically all I've got is a grainy look at some of the characters and... The fact that it's going to be coming out in October, and now we know that the main character is a guy. So, 
Um, that's pretty awesome. What do you think about that, BB Nate? The idea of uh, you know what you saw with the art and such. How could anybody see? <laughs> Zooming in on your yeah. eyeball. I, no, yeah. I couldn't really see it, but from what I, from the tiny glimpse that I got, it, it looked uh, an interesting art choice. Don't really see many shows like that, hmm. especially on Disney XD. Oh, yeah, that'd be that's good. pretty unique. That's for sure. Um, so, do you think that the fact that they're talking about this in Europe right now means that we're going to get some type of a trailer teaser or something like that coming out of San Diego Comic Con in a couple of weeks? Probably. Um. I would, I mean, what better place to do it? Somewhere. I think that they're going to premiere it at the end of the Disney uh, Star Wars Clone Wars panel. I think that they're going to show a a a trailer for it. I was listening to, um, I think it was the the Force Center podcast or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they talked about why that might not be a good idea, just because. Oh, I forget the the reasoning, but it was it yeah. Was, no, it was what they solid said, logic. what they said was that you know that it could create. They want the the panel at San Diego Comic Con to be all about Clone Wars and not become something about Resistance. And then if you've got all these super fans of the Clone Wars there, and if they don't like the trailer to Resistance, then it could backfire and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So, but I still think that that I still think we're going to. I think if they it. build it up and play it off right, it could uh, be very good. That's cool. Has Stephen Stanton got us the tickets for... No, Stephen, come on, buddy. Come on, Stephen Stanton. you got to get us tickets to San Diego. I'm just kidding. No, we're just totally... Okay, <laughs> keep going, Nate. Or, be, or Samuel, whatever All right. Um, Son of mine. And then a uh, new uh, Star Wars mobile game is like in its early beginnings. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's in its pre-alpha, which is like... It's just been birthed okay like, okay tell us about um it. and it's it's uh star wars rise to power um in this game players uh will form or join an alliance to engage in epic galactic warfare with others from around the world as part of the galactic empire or new republic players will fight to take control of the galaxy power is earned by outwitting adversaries and carefully orchestrated attacks and by building a mighty coalition through the loyalty of other players. In Star Wars Rise to Power, players embar- embrace destiny by... You were going to say embarrass destiny. Yeah. Okay. That would have been funny. Right. I've heard it both ways. Yeah. Um, by engaging in uh, either diplomacy or deception to uh, ultimately become a leader of the Empire or Republic. Ooh. Deception. Yeah, so what's cool about this is it's not released by um, you know some of the other... Uh, Gaming companies that have released other mobile games, like I think Net Marvels, done a few of them. This one is by EA. Really, the same people who did Battlefront. Battlefront. Is it now? This is a like a phone. Yeah, game? this is a, a phone game. Uh, it's not even close to a first-person shooter or anything like that. Um, in fact, I have no idea what this is going to be. Uh, it's it's even just from the description, it sounds like it's going to be very uh, strategy based um, and very player, very social, relational, very social. Yeah. Um, and, and as soon as I was reading this, mainly the line um, where it says players embrace destiny by either engaging in diplomacy or deception to ultimately become mm. Now, what this sounds like, mm-hmm. and um, some of these old school fans right now are. Some gonna, of you might know about this other little yeah. thing he's about ready to talk about. Yeah, and you, you're going to like jump out of your seat. It reminded me a lot of Star Wars Combine. Ooh, I loved the Star Wars yeah. Combine. If you don't know what Star Wars Combine is, and you, you're probably going to correct this me. This was like all the way back in the prequel era, by the way. Yeah, this is the old. Um, okay. Really old. Yeah, like dad old. Hey. 
Jeez. See the what I put up with on the show? Isn't it based? Uh, so you're, you're probably gonna have to end up correcting me here. All right, but it's, it's a um, almost like a chat room based game or something. Right? It was very yeah. very chat oriented. You had to communicate uh, with uh, players a lot. Well, it couldn't um, be that old. I mean, like well, twenty it was years on, ago, it was on, like 15, 20 not years ago. That old. Fifteen years, fifteen, for, sixteen years ago. At for least. that sort of a game, yeah. it's old. Uh, basically, you'd <laughs> make a character, you'd set his traits and what you'd do. You know, like whether you're a bounty hunter or um, a smuggler or whatever. Um, and in Dad's case, he was a diplomat. Yeah. So okay. So you gotta understand. I played this. It was a. It was called an MMORPG, but it was like this fan based thing called the Star Wars Combine. And so you signed up, and you had like character points, just like in an RPG, like different skills and things like that. And I created a character who was a diplomat and he was like a, a middle ground not affiliated with any of the factions there was Black Sun there was Empire it was there like was a Rebellion, bounty hunter but bounty hunter guild, hunter guild there were all these different fa- a droid all, you know grid so guild. it was basically you were a bounty hunter but for politics yeah I was so I was like a, a, an independent free agent I didn't associate and I was working with Black Sun and I was working with the Rebellion and I was working with um, uh, the Empire and I was like playing all sides against each other it was so much fun. He would he would barter <laughs> trades all the time. Um, and and so I'm hoping, really hoping, because I tried to get into the game, but it was a little complicated, and it's I don't think anyone's hardly playing it anymore. Yeah, it's not being so, used anymore. I'm really hoping that this game has that uh, feel to it, or that um, uh, what's the word? Anyway, you you know what I mean. I'm really hoping it's a lot like Combine, but it also sounds like there's going to be some combat to it too. BB Nate. So, by the description that you're telling me, and if it is like how it's going to be, it's probably going to cost money. You think it might cost money? Have to have parts, you know, things that you're buying. We'll see. I'll if if it's like Star Wars Combine, I'll probably get it. He has a job now. Yeah, that's what and happens. And he's being no more than like <laughs> uh, two bucks. When you have a job and no real bills, then, then yeah. suddenly you can afford to buy smartphone apps. So, anyway, go ahead, BB Nate. Were you going to say something? No. Oh, okay. Good question. Okay. So it looks like it'll be Star Wars Combine, but with some combat. Cool. So what, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to check it out, but it's so far out if it's in, what did you guys say, pre-alpha? Pre-alpha. Yeah. Yeah, it's closed off right now. I tried to get in. Okay. Well, when it, when it happens, I'm looking forward to learn more about it. Yeah. And then Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, they, they teased a new the new updates for it. They gave us a roadmap. Uh, basically, at the company's E3 uh, press conference, EA unveiled a, a more definitive timeline of when players can, uh, will begin to see more content drops for the game. Um, the tweet reveals that Battlefront 2 is getting some minor tweaks this July before getting major updates later this fall mm-hmm. and winter. Um, so I'm you, gonna, you went into detail on this on your YouTube Yeah, video. I'm just going to point out some of the more major stuff. Uh, I don't think there's really anything happening this month or next month, really. Uh, but in fall, there you're getting uh, Kenobi and Grievous. Well, Those two cool. characters are being added in. And then it, this is what really excited me. Well, I'm excited for the characters. There's a new game mode calling, coming out called... Um, it's just a large-scale mode. I saw something that they're working on designing the, the map, and it's going to be the largest map they've ever designed well, for that's a Battlefront cool. game. Um, and it's going to be less of a linear uh, game. So you know that in, like... I don't know if you've played, but in Walker Assault, you you know you do the objectives and you go down the line. Almost literally linear. Okay. Um, in the large-scale one, there's points, and you try to capture the, the points or something. Um, and it's going to be more of a timed game. So the person you know with the most points at the end wins or whatever. 
um, and it's going to be larger scale. Very similar to, um, I think it was, I haven't played it, uh, but it's like the Battlefield games. It's this huge um, mm. map, and you try to get the points, by, and it's like a 30-minute long game, and by the time it's over, the team with the most points wins. Cool. Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping that that's the case. And then in winter, um, uh, was it Anakin and uh, Count Dooku are being released. Nice. More Clone Wars characters. Mm-hmm. And then a new location, um, just like they added Crate for The Last Jedi, they're adding Geonosis. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. So th- those are really the uh, main stuff coming up soon. So they didn't give us any specifics on when they can be coming out in fall or winter, but it is coming out fall and winter. So were you, say you, were, you were mouthing something over there, uh, BB Net. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are they gonna ever release Ahsoka and Asajj? I don't know about Asajj, but I have a feeling they're gonna release. Yeah, Ahsoka. they got it. They got to put in. They got to put those. Uh, you can't have Clone Wars without yeah, Ahsoka. Yeah, she's like the main character. Well, in the TV show, she is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, cool. Well, let's move on to the main topic. This is why we brought you along here. Oh, are you ready? I think you've engaged so. a little bit. I have. Well, it's uh, a little. Right. I've been lost most of the time. All right. Well, you'll, I think I don't think you'll be lost on this. So Ahmad Best, Ahmed Best. I always want to call him Ahmad, um, but it's Ahmed Best, the actor who played Jar Jar Binks in the prequel trilogy Star Wars movies, and later reprised the role in the animated series The Clone Wars. Shared a haunting image on Twitter this past week of him and his son standing on a balcony overlooking the ocean. In the tweet. Best said, 20 years next year, I faced a media backlash that still affects my career today. This was the place I almost ended my life. It's so hard to talk about. I survived, and now this little guy, his son obviously, is my gift for survival. So um, let's talk about the tragedy of Ahmed Best. Rebellions are built on hope. If you live long enough, you see the same eyes in different people. I find your lack of faith disturbing. (laughs) All right, so um, Jar Jar Binks is a complicated topic. Um, He wasn't really uh, liked by a large portion of Star Wars fandom who grew up with the original trilogy um, because he was just really quirky and clumsy and unlike anything we'd seen in Star Wars before. But on the other side of that, he was loved by children uh, Mm. whose first exposure to Star Wars was The Phantom Menace. So before we get into Ahmed Best's story, let's talk a little bit about Jar Jar. Okay, so uh, we'll go around the room. We're going to start with with Master Mommy over here. <laughs> What's your favorite scene involving Jar Jar Binks? Well, I guess based on your previous statement, I'm a child because I loved Jar Jar Binks. Like, I thought he was so fun. Um, there wasn't like a particularly favorite scene. I watched this morning to prepare for the podcast. That was so awesome. The compilation of Jar Jar Binks scenes. Yeah. Wow. And Did your research. Well, it was in the article. He had oh. married. <laughs> but um, I just thought he was. I so podcast land doesn't know me very well, but I treasure loyalty, hmm. and Jar Jar Binks was that. He's the most loyal character in Star Wars, and 
So I loved that aspect. And I just thought he was funny. It was it was kind of like a dark, sad movie, like Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. And he was like there to kind of like give you some. He, he really was the comedic relief. Yeah. yeah, and I think without him, that movie would have been like awful and very confusing with all the politics stuff. You know, the yeah. trade routes and stuff like Crazy that. Uncle George unleashed in that in that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Movie, so. But I just I liked him. I liked. The when he would say, "I can't do it in his voice." Oh, but right. Tell me what it, it is. Do Hold it. On. Excuse me. Excusable. No, it's excuse me. I, I say that all the time. All right, sorry. I love that. Like excuse I was watching me. the compilation and I was just smiling. I just, I just thought it was fun. That's cool. Yeah. Like what about you, BBNA? What's your favorite Jar Jar scene? Do you have one? No, not really. You can't think of your. I don't. I have a favorite. Yeah, I mean, because he was, like, not... There wasn't, like, a big scene he was in or whatever. No. Yeah, um, it was really the He was just, scene. like, yeah, sporadically throughout the movie. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I'm going to be honest. I was, for a long time, one of those people who, who didn't like Jar Jar. Hmm. But I think after, you know, reading the article and thinking about it, I think I've always sort of liked Jar Jar. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I think he, 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 like, applies to the inner child within all of us. You just got to kind of stop being one of those stuck-up people and just be like, yeah, he's kind of a fun character if you if you get past it and, you know, get past that mob mentality. Um, Any but, scene particularly that yeah, you think no. of when you think of Jar Jar? I mean, I was going to say the squeeze me because I say that all the time. Yeah. Like, just in everyday life. Um, but if not that, like the scene when they're um, in the ship underwater, you know, and the, the, there's an always a bigger fish, you know, and mm. he's like screaming, like fainting, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> and he's like, big goober fish or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I think that was my favorite Joe Jarson. I think my favorite scene was at the end of, of the Phantom Menace in the Battle of Naboo when they're taking on the battle droids, the Gungans are taking on the battle droids. And he's like this clumsy thing, and he's like got a yeah. He's tripping all but over he himself, saves the day. but he's he is he's saving the day. Uh, that's why people right. think he's a Sith Lord sometimes. Yeah. So no, I, that's he why he saved the day. Well, now you said something that that's interesting because you said that you know you always thought that you didn't like Jar Jar. Maybe do you think that that idea that Jar Jar is terrible is really just the result of kind of a piling on? Situation where you have a, ton, a few fans that were really, really vocal, mm-hmm. saying how much they hated Jar Jar Binks, and then suddenly it becomes like the well, thing to say, yeah. mob mentality. I, I feel like I sort of fell into that for a while because I thought, you know, it was especially when I was younger, like more around probably Nate's age or even a little younger, and I was starting to really, you know, start thinking about Star Wars a little bit more. And I was thinking, oh, well, to be a Star Wars fan, I have to not like Jar Jar. Right, mm. so because a true fan no wouldn't likes, like Jar yeah. Jar, just like so, a true fan wouldn't like the prequel trilogy, and yeah, okay. So I, I just immediately put it in my head: no, I can't like this character because mm. no one else. You can't be a Star Wars fan if you like Jar Jar. Well, you know? I'm not a follower, and I'm certainly not a huge Star Wars fan, so I never heard the. Yeah. When I did hear that that people hated the first movie because of Jar Jar, I was so sad. I was like, yeah. this is not right. He was, like, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I I'll admit, he is a little over the top at times, and, and, and he's very slapstick, and it's definitely geared towards younger audiences, but... <laughs> I guess I have a young mind. <laughs> You're young at heart, dude. <laughs> right. <guess>. But... <laughs> I mean, but if you get past it, he's still sort of a funny character, and he's a, a good character. And without him, like you were saying, it would have been a tough movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I don't not like the Phantom Menace because of Jar Jar. I mean, I don't like it because it's confusing and, and the politics part of, aspect of it. Like, 
No wonder uh, George had to put Jar Jar in there. The kids would be so bogged down in politics, they wouldn't want to watch the <laughs> movie. True. It's like, what are trade routes, Mom? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and what does this have to do with Star Wars? So, yeah, without, without Jar Jar and Maul, most people would be bored out of their minds. Yeah. In that. I feel like that would be... And then midichlorians. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So what did you think, uh, you know, about that idea of piling on in this sort of group um, mentality? I, I don't... I want to... I don't want to be, like, all above people and then I'm going to tell the truth. I was like that because when I was younger, you didn't you didn't really like Jar Jar being sad and Sammy didn't really either. And so I'm like, well, if they didn't like it, then I should pay attention to the negative parts about Jar Jar Binks because mm-hmm. try to figure out why I shouldn't like him. And so I paid attention to those and thought I shouldn't like him. Yeah. So I didn't really pay attention to the positive parts. So Cool. Well, I, you know, there's a big difference between disliking a character in a movie mm-hmm. and the type of reaction that people had towards Ahmed Best and the things that we read an article. I had everybody read a specific article that came out about uh, last year sometime by Wired uh, magazine where he's telling his story. Ahmed Best is telling his story and he's talking about getting like handwritten hate mail. Death from people wishing him to the saying they were going to kill him, uh, wishing that he had died, um, uh, things like that, and saying how much they hated him. And and what struck me from the article was that this is a lifelong Star Wars fan, yeah, who had was was should be living out a dream yeah. by being able. And it turned into a nightmare. It, it turned into a nightmare that's still in some cases a nightmare. Yeah, he said it, it ended his career. People. As far as acting and things like yeah. that, he hasn't done a lot since then. So, did this? Did reading that article and kind of seeing um, Abed Best separate from Jar Jar Binks as a character, did that change the way you think about the character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actor? it broke my heart to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I just don't I mean, understand people attacking yeah. people for doing their job. And like in that article, he said, he said, George told me to do something. I did something. I did my job. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like you. I it just it's, it's so it's, it's you not entertainment is entertainment. It's not life altering. <laughs> it's not going to affect your life in the long run. Why would you want to kill someone yeah. over that? I yeah. mean, why would you walk up to him on the street like he said happens where people literally came up to him just like furious and saying, "I you killed my childhood." You know, if that, and this is something that we've heard with The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. too, because yeah. they killed Luke, or, you know, Luke dies in it. And so this idea is um, that they, that, that, that these movies don't go the way that fans wanted them to go. And the result is that it's the ending of their childhood and that kind of thing. What do you guys think about this? sort of overreaction and how it's not just about Ahmed Best, it's about other things yeah. as well? Yeah, no, I think it's completely unwarranted. I mean, it's just a movie. Like, I mean, I understand it's Star Wars, and we have a great... We have strong reactions for it, too, you know, but usually in a positive manner, you know? Like, we get super excited whenever I see something Star Wars, you know? Uh, So, but it still doesn't warrant an overreaction to the point where you... Th- threaten the life of another human being just or wish that they would die yeah, yeah just because they played a character in a movie that you didn't like yeah this seems a bit like an overreaction to me and, you- and I and the bad part right now is that he, you saw how he 
that ruined his career it mm. turned him into a nightmare and that the bad part about it is is now that's happening to people that are in the last jedi yeah. like ryan johnson kelly marie tran and that type of stuff mm-hmm. daisy ridley's quit instagram kelly marie tran has quit instagram ryan johnson if he even reacts in a positive like in a respectful manner against one of those people that says something hateful on his twitter but he gets attacked even worse it's it's really sad on kathleen kennedy yeah. Um, you know, in the way that's going on with that. Yeah, so I saw this picture on Facebook, um, and it was pretty sad, too. And it showed all these different actors and uh, all these actors um, whose like, careers or ha- they have been hurt from backlash from Star Wars. Um, it started off with the actor who played young Anakin, right? Mm, Jake and, Lloyd, yeah. And how he... Um, he, he he turned to a life like he had gotten to drugs and drinking and it just completely ruined his life and then it showed I think it was on my best and how he's gotten death threats and he almost committed suicide um, and then, and and then um, I think it was uh, let's just go with, I think it was Rose and then Daisy Ridley yeah. um, they both had to shut down their Instagram uh, oh and uh, John Boyega yeah he had to, just because he was let's be honest yeah, yeah. just because he was black yeah. They, he, they said that there was... That's what they said. There was boycotts just because he was... Because cast. you can't have a black stormtrooper. Was the, I remember this. Yeah. That went out. That was... That was oh, absolutely. Um, and, 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 you know, they, they went through and enlisted all these these people who have been hurt just because of uh, fans, air quotes here, um, just being disrespectful. And then it shows... And, it's a, and I think this is why Kylo Ren is such an interesting car- uh, villain. It says... He's basically an uh, angry, um, old, uh, old school loving cosplayer um, who's whiny and upset. And every time you see him throw a tantrum, that's basically Disney saying to the toxic fans, "This is you." Mm. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty intense. But it made sense, and it, it broke my heart that you know people treat other humans like this yeah it's not just about star wars and it's not just about fandom it's about respect and it's yeah. about kindness and things like that and so you know we joked earlier we and it's not it's really not it's a it's not a joke in a lot of ways uh you christy you are our moral compass you know you, <laughs> everything is very um it's right or wrong there's not a lot of gray there's area. No gray. like you would not be a happy person if if like ray turned out to be a gray jedi um, which, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what we're talking oh, about. Oh, what? Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's there's right and there's wrong. There's good and there's evil and that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, you can't go... You can't be both. So, you know, just in general, how do you suggest that fans that dislike things in Star Wars handle themselves in regards to it? What would you say? Well, I would... Well, not just in Star Wars, but in the world today... People just need to take a step back and realize that we're humans and we need to like be nice. Just be Be nice. (laughs) It's like on the playground, you know, share, be nice, keep your hands to yourself, you know, like don't go after people because they're doing a job. I mean, you can dislike something without being hurtful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You, you there's no need to be a personal attack on this human being because they played a role that you necessarily didn't care for. Yeah. I mean, there's been several movies that I've watched that I didn't really care for. You know what? I just moved on. It's a movie. Like it didn't affect my world. And 
People you know, get I mean, so angry so easily nowadays. I just want to give them a hug. Well, <laughs> and, and we've seen this with like TV series that we've watched together because we generally do things as a family. If you mm-hmm. can't tell, uh, even, um, <laughs> except for this podcast. Well, you know, even today we wanted you to be a part of yeah. it today. So um, there have been series that we've watched where we'd have like three or four episodes in a row that had things within it, content within it, storylines within it that we really disliked and had a problem with. We don't like start writing the actors and writing the directors and writing the producers and asking them to die or no. saying that type of thing. What do we do as a family when something like that happens? Well, for most of the time, we just stop watching the show and move on. But for like The Good Doctor, I was so excited about this, and you, you know, um, that I did. I actually went on The Good Doctor's Facebook page after the first episode and asked them to please keep it family friendly because I said this is a great show. It can help, you know, people. We don't need the sex scenes in it and we don't, you know, can you just you it didn't it, it's not necessary for the show. Right. And I noticed that for the rest of the episodes, we didn't have really any problem with right. that. So you celebrate the things that you like. Yes. And if there's something that's that's clearly you don't like, you move on with your life and you don't watch it anymore. Or you address it in a respectful manner. Yeah, it's that idea, you know, I've heard it said for a long time now that when you're thinking about how to react to a situation that's emotional for you, uh, think about it from a perspective of is what you're about to say true is it necessary, which is sometimes a hard thing, mm-hmm. and is it kind? And if you're going to say something about uh, you know Star Wars or anything in life, you're going to interact with people, and when your emotions are are ramped up, I think that's a great filter uh, for us to be processing through th- things through. Is it true? Is it necessary? Like really, before you send tweet, hit send, hit send on that tweet or Facebook post or Instagram or Tumblr or whatever it is. Think about. Is it really necessary for me to say this? Yeah. And then is it kind? Is it, you know, I mean, you can disagree with people in a kind manner. Yeah. Um, with it. We saw it yesterday. We were talking about that on some posts uh, that we had on Twitter yesterday. Uh, it was good. So, yeah, yeah, I think that that's, that's Yeah, like much. that recently happened for me. I was talking with one of my coworkers and he said he, he was one of the people who didn't like The Last Jedi. Yeah, you know, and and it was for the stock reasons that you hear they killed Luke, uh, the whole Canto bite scene and stuff like that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm going to say this though, but I feel like I carried myself, and I, I think he carried himself in a very respectful manner as well. You know, I listened to what he had to say. I was like, okay, and then I formulated a response: no yelling, no bashing, no name no calling, no personal attacks. Right. It was just <laughs> no, okay. Lie. That's a fair point. I can see why you said that. Here's my opinion and my thoughts on that. You know, you it's can, called a civil conversation, it a, it was, and it's not happening in the world today. Yeah, it was a people not don't know enough. how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it was a. a we were disagreeing with each other, but it was completely friendly and civil. This like, idea of disagreeing agreeably. Yeah, you know, being right. kind. There, agree you, to disagree. Nobody's yeah. going to agree with everything you say or do in your whole life. We're no. all so different. But we need to be nice. We yeah. need to be, like, understand that people are different and they can be wrong. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> I'm right. They're wrong. Yeah, Just you don't have to agree with it. me. And be confident enough in your opinion that you don't have to sway somebody else to justify your yeah. opinion. If somebody disagrees with you, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's okay. all right. You can be wrong. Or exactly. <laughs> you know, last week we took it, my car to the car dealership to get worked on, and the, uh-huh. the uh, manager of it. Um, we got talking about Star Wars. I think I was wearing a Star Wars shirt and he said something about it. And he asked what I thought about The Last Jedi. And he said that he hated The Last Jedi. And instead of us talking for the next 20 minutes about The Last Jedi and me trying to convince him why it was amazing, even though I said it's an amazing movie. And if you listen to our podcast, episode uh, three, you would know that. But anyway, I said that to him. But then I asked him uh, if he'd seen Solo yet. Mm-hmm. And he was one of those people that said, no, I just haven't. It's not that I don't want to see Solo. I just haven't taken the time to do it yet. And I, so instead of focusing on what he disliked about The Last Jedi, I told him, I said, I really think you would like so, to watch Solo. Mm-hmm. I think you would enjoy Solo. Go see it while mm-hmm. it's in the theaters. And encouraged him with something positive instead of telling him he was wrong for disliking something that I liked. So I think that's a reasonable a way to look forward to it. We, we hope that our podcast and, and the way that we interact with people on social media and the way we have conversations with you guys at Celebration in April and other situations um, is something that we can learn to not always have to be, agree with each other, but we can we can fun, function in a manner that's respectful and honorable and kind to each other. So yeah, well, I think that that's a, about that. So, all right, guys, anything else that you want to talk about this week? Uh, yeah, Mark Hamill posted a countdown for the release of episode 9 on his Twitter this week. Interesting. Very. Do you think that that means that he's basically implying that he's a part of episode 9? If he's not in episode 9... It's going to kill your childhood. The the backlash for The Last (laughs) Jedi is going to look like a mild temper tantrum. How is he going to be in the... He's a force ghost. Oh. Oh, okay. BB Nate. Uh, Billy D. Williams canceled a set. You know who that is? No, Lando. But Lando Calrissian in the original anyone? trilogy. No, old that's, that's that's the, the really the old, old guy. One. Yeah, the really, really old, old guy. guy. <laughs> okay. Um, canceled a September convention appearance. Yeah. See, the, so the rumor or the, the the speculation is that he's going to be in episode nine, which is why they would be filming episode nine. So maybe that's why he canceled it. How? Why would he be in episode nine? Because you don't have. A, a, a alive original trilogy mega character. Other because, than him? Because Leia's dead. And oh, Luke's, a force, Luke's ghost. a force ghost. Oh. So they bring him in. Plus he's got a relationship with Kylo Ren. Ben, ben Kenobi. Where Ben called him an uncle when he was little. They treated he, him like an uncle. Cool Who uncle? says that? Where? It's in the book The Last Shot. Oh. So. He, he, Lando's a cool uncle. Yeah, he's a cool uncle. The cool right. uncle. And then uh, <laughs> John Boyega, we're, we're kind of focused on episode nine and or anything else it looks like. So John Boyega posted a video this week of him pumping iron to get ready for filming of episode nine. And let me just say, he is like ripped <laughs> in John this Boyega? thing. Thin. Oh, I like him. Yeah, and he's got like his hair's grown out longer and stuff. I think that this is they're showing that this is like several years down the road, and I think he's all in with the resistance, the rebellion. Now there's no more of this back and forth thing that we've seen in episodes seven and eight. He is a part of the resistance or the rebellion or whatever. Or maybe they're gonna call he's it. trying to impress a girl. Maybe he's trying to impress Ray. Oh, Rose. could be. Let's nah, Ray. He Ray? likes Ray. He likes Ray. Rose Tico is his love interest. I'm hey, she will eventually. Oh, no. no, no, no. I think I he'll think. eventually learn to love her, but at the moment, he's trying to impress Ray. You think so? Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. Let's talk about next week's podcast poll of the week. So we talked a little bit about this earlier. Variety reported that Carrie Russell is joining the cast of Star Wars Episode Nine, and according to the article, the role calls for action-heavy fight scenes. So, who do you think? That Carrie Russell will be playing. We have four potential 
options for you. One would be a brand new character. Another would be a Legends character. That would be kind of implying the Mara Jade thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so I put down, because I think it's fun to have on there, raise Mommy with a smiley wink face. Okay. And make a bold prediction below. And even already, we posted this at the end of the day yesterday. We've got like 100 votes on this. So it's a, a big deal. So that's pretty much it. Um, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Time. Yeah, it was, it was a fun <laughs> podcast. Longest one I think we've done so far. How buddy. long is it? An hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, thank you, Mommy, Master yes. Mommy, for joining us. Well, thank you for letting me invade your world. All right. So we appreciate you guys <laughs> listening to this. Please comment. We're, again, we're, we're at 30 ratings and reviews on iTunes. We would love if you listen to us on iTunes or even if you don't, if you have an iTunes account, go in there and do it anyway. Um, Give us a rating and a review. Five stars is always appreciated and we will brag about you to the world on our podcast next week if you do that. Help us get to our goal of 35. Um, Review this, share it, comment on Twitter. Um, If you're not a Patreon supporter, we do thank you guys for being Patreon supporters. Those of you that are, we can't do this show without you. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, go to patreon.com backslash Tatooine Sons, S-O-N-S, not S-U, S-O-N-S.com, Tatooine Sons, and uh, learn how you can become a Patreon supporter. It helps us put out family-friendly Star Wars content. And if that's important to you, feels like a PBS commercial right now. And if a family-friendly podcast, Star Wars content, is important to you, please subscribe today or, or sponsor us on Patreon today. So that's it. Uh, anything else that you guys want to say? May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. Uh, may the Force be with you. May the Force be with you always. This party's over. <laughs> I like that Wookiee. Don't get technical with me. Join, please. Grab your tent, grab your gear. Jump in. We're going on an adventure. In Arizona, there's so much to see, so much to experience. At GCU, adventure is never too far away. Offering over 200 academic programs with a Christian worldview and nestled in the heart of Phoenix, you can earn your degree in fewer than four years and explore everything Arizona has to offer. Find your purpose at GCU. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash azroadtrip. Stop by any of the 133 Los Angeles area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.